Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process in discussions between the authors, narrators, producers, and post-production teams that bring them all together, as well as guests who have listened to the audiobooks and have questions for the creative teams. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Today we have with us Michelle Masters, the author of Money Magic, Clearing Your Path to Money, Time, and Happiness. And Michelle has been a teacher, speaker, and transformational facilitator since 1996. She's based in the U.S., but I know that she works with people all over the world in live workshops. I have attended one of those myself, online in groups and also in private sessions. Michelle recorded her own audiobook uh, here in the Pro Audio Voices studio, and uh, welcome, Michelle. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Uh, so I want to jump right in uh, and ask you about the audiobook production process and how that was for you. I know that when we first talked, you were very clear that it was important that you be the one, you be the voice for your book. So could you tell us a little about that decision and why that was especially important for this book? Right. There was a couple of reasons why. Um, this, some simple reasons were, you know, a lot of this was stories about my life and it would be, it just seemed odd to have somebody else telling stories about my life like it happened to them. That seemed odd. Um, <laughs> But also because when you're communicating on multiple channels, and for me, this book, all of it needs to communicate on multiple channels. And so the words are only a very small part of the communication. There's the tone, there's the emphasis, there's, and then there's the vibration behind it. And um, even when editing the, the written book, that's hard for me because when they change the word, they change the vibration. And the vibration, although we're not always aware of it, it communicates on very, very deep levels. So I will have people who tell me about the audiobook. They say they'll put it on, you know, before they go to bed every night so that they have they have my voice in their head. And it's it's not my voice, it's the feeling they get. Yeah. And so the feeling they get has a lot to do with the vibration. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And how, so I know like that first session since we were together, I know that first session felt there were, it was challenging in some ways. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, I was a little nervous. And so I had a little trouble breathing. Um, So, um, but after a while, I kind of settled in. Yeah. Breathing's good. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing (laughs) is is such our friend. And uh, I wish I'd had the stamina to redo the first part, but you know, say la vie. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. Um, one of the things that when you were talking about the, uh, the vibration, it makes me think about one of the pieces of this, of this audio book that is, I, I almost hesitate to use the word particularly because it is all, uh, so transformative, but the, these change patterns that are in the book, could you tell us, first of all, like what a change pattern is like, right. um, and then a little bit about some of the ones that you've included. 
Right. Well, unfortunately, most of the things that people do when they want to change or grow their life, their business, their money, or change something in their life, most of the things people do to try and change things that haven't been changing don't work. Like a lot of people use willpower, they use effort, or they try to change their behaviors. This does not produce a lot of results. It usually produces a lot of frustration and we make ourselves really wrong. But what the change patterns allow, allow us to do is change the patterns, the automatic things that are both creating the problems you don't want and keeping you from having the things you do. That's almost all unconscious. Because if it were conscious, you would have changed it already. Right. And so, so when we can change those patterns, then people start to have the experience that they want almost naturally without having to work harder, without having to try to be different or without having to remember like the most common thing I hear from people is, yeah, my income went up and I don't feel like I did anything differently. So that's because we put in these change patterns. There are exercises that I take you through that are designed to both reveal some of the unconscious blocks that are in the way and also start to revise them, kind of like rewriting software. You know, when you rewrite software, you don't have to keep rewriting it. Right. You don't have to do affirmations. You are powerful software, right? When you rewrite it, it's done. And so this starts to rewrite some of that software. So having some of those change patterns, otherwise I'd just be talking about the ideas, but people wouldn't necessarily get any change out of it. Right. So in my live workshop, we have a lot of change patterns. I couldn't put them all in the book, but I did want people to have something where they could start to change things. Yeah. Yeah. So again, just sort of for the moment, at least um, coming back to the production piece of that, we made the decision to use some music in those change patterns to support that process. Right. Can you say anything about how you, uh, about that decision and how that felt in terms of finding the right piece that, that was supporting that work? Correct. Well, the, the change patterns, um, as I wrote them, they have a lot of hypnotic language triggers in them. Those are ways of talking more directly to your unconscious because that's the place where the stuff that's in the way is mostly stored. And so having music that has theta waves, which theta waves help to integrate both the conscious and unconscious learnings and access more directly some of those unconscious areas of the brain. So having that music in the background along with the change pattern and the hypnotic language, I feel like really upped the, the efficacy even more, allowing those patterns to go in really well. Yeah, nice, thanks. I would love to have you share some of the, the stories, the results that maybe some of your clients have had because some of them are so extraordinary. Yes in such uh, exciting, wonderful ways, because they really demonstrate that this work that you're doing, while you know, so many of us are used to trying to make these changes, just like you said, and we're, we're working at it and working at right. it, you know, and right. um, you know, it just it's such a grind right. to make progress. If you could share some of these, uh, some testimonials or, or just stories about what kinds of results your clients have had, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, well, there's a ton of them. There's, um, and, and often when I share them, they sound like hype, but these are things that people have told me. And so they come in a couple of different categories. There's, there's ones where when somebody's belief changes, 
especially like that belief that you have to work hard. When that one changes, what happens is like people find you, like they crawl out of the, the woodwork. I, the phrase I hear most often is out of the blue, out of the blue, these people called me, out of the blue, I got this raise, out of the blue, I got this contract. And actually when the beliefs change well, we often don't even notice it's changed. Mm -hmm. So this time of year when people start doing their taxes, I get a lot of very cheerful emails from people when they discover their income is like doubled and they didn't realize because they didn't feel like they did anything different. Right. Right. But their income doubled because it, they weren't working harder. And uh, there's another piece around worth because worth is a big thing that's in people's way. So in my online class, this one woman, she did the worth exercise from the online class. And she said within a week, her business five went up 500%. And she said, I was just at home in my pajamas and people kept calling. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the way to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, um, so those are the kinds of stories I love. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, one of the exercises, I think it's the first one in the book, is the emerging experience. Yes. Would you be willing to share a little bit about what that exercise is, sort of talk uh, about it mm -hmm. and how that works as best you can explain. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it, it was originally a change pattern designed by Robert Diltz. He's a brilliant guy. He designed a lot of NLP change patterns. He called it the belief chain. And what it does is it is designed to set up a sequence for your brain. And you, so you start with where you are and then you get a sense of where you want to be. And it puts a couple of um steps in between but these aren't like actually they're not action steps what it is is it's like laying railroad track from where you are to where you want to be mm -hmm. but again it's not about action it's about um okay so this is where i am now and then you take a step forward and notice what's the first change on your way to getting there again not something that you have to do but how does it feel when the first thing changes and then, okay, what's it feel like when you're halfway there? And what's it feel like when you're mostly there? And now what's it feel like when you're there? So this pattern, that is like laying down railroad tracks. Then we have people go through it again and again and again, faster and faster and faster, because what you're doing is you're teaching the brain a sequence. Mm -hmm. Like that you start here, which is where you are, and you end up here. Yeah. And when you do that enough times and do it fast, it be like for your brain, it's like, oh, okay. So that's where we're going. It, it's it's as easy as letting the train then roll down the tracks mm. as opposed to having to create it every step of the way that the neurological pathways have been laid down in your brain. Right. Yeah. Yes. I'm reminded of, uh, so in doing the workshop, I got to go through many of those and I've definitely been experiencing many, um, many changes. You know, it's the, one of the cool things is you, you do it and then you, you don't have to like, remember as like you said you don't have to like i have to keep reminding myself of stuff yeah <laughs> yeah at the, at the end of the workshop people will often say well what do we do now and i said go home right <laughs> go, go home let go it do now. its magic and see what happens right yeah 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 that's yeah. great uh, and you have um you have people who will go through the workshop many times oh yeah right yeah yeah um you know it's a little like taking the workshop once is kind of like lifting weights once right <laughs> <laughs> because every time you take it 
Um, it lays down more pathways to what you want. It makes your foundation more solid. It makes your sense of worth even more solid. Yeah, I have people who take it every time because every time they take it, their income goes up and they, and it, the experience gets better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not just that the money goes up, but they get happier. It gets easier. That it opens up all kinds of doors they would have never guessed. Yeah. Because no, the money doesn't, if you're not happy, right? Right. So it's important that you have both. It's important that we be able to pay our bills. Poverty isn't making anybody happy or, you know, more spiritual. It's important that we be able to take care of ourselves, but it's also important that we be happy and have a good life and, and create the way that we came here to create. So every time you do this, you get, you get more and more of that experience. Yeah. I love that idea of uh, listening to you, listening to the audiobook before going to bed every night. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that. I okay. that's, really great. <laughs> that's great. Let's take a moment to listen to a piece of the audiobook. The glasses you don't know you're wearing, or how to spot your core beliefs. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. The Talmud. Once upon a time in Circuit City. Some years back, a friend of mine wanted to buy a CD player. It was that long ago. Now, there are a few pleasures that compare with buying electronics for me, so I cheerfully offered to help her. I suggested we go to Circuit City. This is a chain of stores that closed a while back. But at the time, they had a wide selection of all things technologically inclined. I had been to Circuit City many times and had always had good experiences there. The salespeople were friendly and helpful, and I always found what I wanted at a good price. So I was surprised when my friend said to me, Oh, no, not there. Their service is terrible. But I assured her it would be good, that I went there all the time and we could find her a good CD player. She reluctantly agreed, and off we went. We entered the store, and for the first time in my experience, there was not a soul in sight. It was like one of those scenes in a ghost town in an old western. It was deserted and silent. I half expected to see tumbleweeds blowing down the aisles. It took us ten minutes to find anyone who worked there, and when we did, they were surly and unhelpful. So we left. I, I couldn't believe it. This had never happened before. A month or so later, I wanted to buy something else electronic and thought about going to Circuit City and then almost changed my mind because of the last experience with my friend. But I decided to go back once more, give it a try. I walked in and was immediately greeted by several cheerful salespeople, one of whom helped me find just what I needed, and within 10 minutes, my new electronic friend and I were on our way home. The difference was so striking. Every time my friend went to Circuit City, she had a bad experience. Every time I went, except when I was with her, I had a good experience. So which one of us was right? Which was the real Circuit City? And the answer was both. She got her version of reality, and I got mine. Circuit City was a screen we were both projecting our reality, beliefs, on. Okay, so Michelle, I love this story about what happened in Circuit City and the RAS filters. You want to tell us a little more about what that is all about. Yes, our friend, the reticular activating system. It's a, a system in your brain that acts like filters and it is designed to allow in what you're already looking for and filter out everything that you are not already looking for. 
And so when we have a belief, let's say we have a belief that you have to work hard to make money, then your reticular activating system will, will allow in all information that confirms that. You will see things, hear things, feel things that, that are in agreement with that. It will literally filter out, screen out all evidence to the contrary. It's like a photographic filter. A photographic filter is designed to allow in certain light or certain effects and literally screen out everything else. And so one of the most common things that happens when people's beliefs change, the filters change, and all of a sudden, they're, seeing, they're, they're literally seeing different opportunities, they're meeting different people, or the same people respond differently to them because the, their system is now filtering for more of what they want than the old limiting belief. Yeah. Sounds a little like we need to sort of like the changing the filters in your HVAC or your car. You know, we really, <laughs> really need to keep those, get those things cleaned out. Yes, because it affects everything we see and hear and do and feel. Yeah, and most of them were in place by age three if, and all of them pretty much by six. Mm. So they are not selected necessarily in our best interest. Right. So they're not also things that we should be blaming ourselves for. Correct. Or others. Either <laughs> right. way, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so getting those changed is a huge, huge thing because it allows our lives to change without us having to try harder or be different. Yeah. 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 I, I think it was at the workshop. You told the story about how you found the home that you moved into. Yes. I love that story. Could you share that? Sure. Yeah. Well, I had to have been renting a really tiny place for many, many years and that was fine. And then we went to a couple of different places while we were teaching in Australia and New Zealand. We stayed in nice, spacious places. And when I came back to my tiny little place, it was like, enough, I'm done, right? So I said, tomorrow I'm going online. I'm gonna to start to look for a place in Sebastopol. And so uh, Monday, that was the day I went, I was gonna go online and look. And I think I did, but while I was looking, a voice in my head said, drive down Elphick Road. Now, Elphick Road is a road in Sebastopol I'd driven down 20 years before. And even then I thought this would be a nice place to live. So that was Monday. So um, Tuesday, I took a drive down Elphick Road. I came around a corner and I saw a for sale sign. So I thought, okay. So I pulled in the <laughs> driveway. There's like nobody there, but they had one of those boxes with sheets listing all the things the property had. Yeah, And it had all these things I wanted, even things I wanted that I didn't think I could afford, like a separate 20 by 20 building to see clients in. Uh, I had a workshop, which I was so happy about. Um, it had open area for a garden. It had mature tree, like, like right down the list. Wow. And um, I was so naive. I didn't, I called the listing agent from the driveway, like to ask <laughs> about the house. I didn't know I was supposed to have my own agent. I was so naive about the whole house buying process. And the agent said, yeah, we don't know what's going on with that house. It's been on the market for a month with no activity. Now, this never happens in Sebastopol. Yeah. And she said, it is such a sweet house. I even thought about getting it. And as she was saying that, I thought, I think it's because it's my house. <laughs> so, we, so I got an agent. We made an appointment to come out the next day. We were supposed to go look at another place. But my partner said, what's the point? We're just going to be living here. <laughs> we went back to my rental place and 20 minutes after we got back from looking at the house they called and dropped the price of the house $25,000 now I didn't know it at the time I found out the next day 
that was exactly the amount I needed the price to come down to easily qualify for financing because I'm self-employed. Yeah. So that was Wednesday. So, so I saw the house from my drive on Tuesday. Wednesday, we looked at it. Thursday, I applied for financing. Friday was approved. We, uh, <laughs> we bartered over the weekend about the closing date because I didn't want it to close while we were going to be away in Europe. And on Sunday, while I was teaching a money magic class, the class counted me down. I signed the documents online. Done. Like <laughs> seven days. Wow. It, they tell me buying a house is stressful. Right. This was, it, it was all handled. It was all taken care of. Yeah. yeah. I still get my neighbors saying, we don't know how you got that house at that price. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Love that. Wow. A couple, like a year later, I was telling that story in a money magic class and this lady raised her hand and she said, I was the listing agent on that house. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and it expands the ripples. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. So you're doing workshops around the world. You're, you're traveling quite a bit these days. Is that right? Yeah, well, we're trying to kind of consolidate it, but um, we've been doing uh, workshops in Australia and in Asia, Singapore, Hong Kong, Taipei, and in Europe, um, Switzerland and the UK and um, Scandinavia, mm -hmm. as well as the US. Okay, great. And so the size of these groups, what, are the, what is that like? Are, are you talking to tens of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people, kind of what give us a, a picture depending on the place it could be tens to hundreds mm -hmm. yeah do you find that with the larger groups it is any more or less transformative i actually like the larger groups because the collective energy as things start to shift um it feels like it carries everybody a little further mm. It's, um, I have to work much harder. You would think it would be harder work when it's a bigger group, but it's actually harder work when it's a smaller group. Interesting. I mean, it's nice. It's personal. You have a lot more one-on-one -on -one interactions, so they, they both work. But uh, the bigger the group, as the consciousness, as, as the patterns start to shift, mm -hmm. it creates, um, it's almost an amplifying effect for everyone. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And so your audiobook is available on all the major audiobook retail channels. Yes. And you also have it in print. Yes. And ebook as well, or no? Yes. Okay. Kindle, Kindle yeah. And Kindle? Okay, great. But, but it, and, even people without a Kindle can use the Amazon reader. Right, right. Uh, where would people best find out more about workshops, online classes, other opportunities to reconnect with you? Right, my website has uh, information because I have other workshops as well. Um, the um, website's being redone should be done by the time you hear this. So it's michellemastersnlp.com. Great. Right. Um, NLP. So let me just uh, circle back to that because we didn't yeah. touch on NLP. Would yeah. you tell us just a little bit of what it stands for? And, right. a, you know, some listeners may not know about NLP yet, but right. tell us just a little. And some of the ones who do know about it have heard from the really bad stuff. Um, NLP is a collection of tools, and um, some of those tools have been misused, but they are tools to create change. 
they, they weren't based on theory. What the people who originated the work, they started watching people who got better results, either as therapists or as you know, motivators or teachers or whoever was doing something that nobody else could do. They watched these people and everything they did and said to see if they could figure out what they were doing that was different. Uh -huh. So it's actually not based on a theory. It's based on watching stuff that seems to consistently work to get changes for people. Mm -hmm. NLP is, has stolen from some of the greatest people of our, you know, our time and before. And so they took work from, from therapists, from teachers, from motivators, uh, from salespeople. And um, there's also a man named Bert Hellinger. His work came to, he worked on family systems work, which is sort of noticing how generational limitations can be passed down. And um, so he came after they, they originally created the tools, but he's one of the kind, he's the kind of person that we watched because he was doing something nobody else could do. So I've also incorporated his work, Bert Hellinger's as well as uh, NLP and also some quantum tools I learned from Richard Bartlett of Matri and Melissa Joy of Matrix Energetics. So it's not just NLP, it's everything I've found that seems to, to work combined in a package to help people get the shifts they want. Sort of supercharged change. Yes, and NLP <laughs> stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. God awful name, I don't know what they were thinking. National Socialist <laughs> Party apparently was already taken. <laughs> it, it's, it's an awful name for some incredible tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Well, um, I would like to thank you both for the time that you've taken today, but also for this work that you're doing and changing the world. That's certainly what we're about at Pro Audio Voices, changing the world one story at a time. But you're out there changing the changing the world in uh, in mass. <laughs> yeah, the better it gets for each of us, the better it gets for all of us. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a great place to to wrap it up. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Becky. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. You can visit us at audiobookconnection.com to learn more. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us, and please join us for our next episode of Audiobook Connection. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.